When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you've listened before, thank you so much for being a reoccurring listener. means the world to me. And last week and just this whole past week since I posted the last episode, I've just been cracking up at everyone who either thought, who just basically... We're going to have traffic over... Dude, I'm not going to cut the podcast two seconds into it. (laughs) So, I mean, if that was a distracting sound, I'm sorry. Anyway, I was cracking up with the amount of people who DM'd me something about Shirley's depression recipe. (laughs) And some people thought it was funny, but then some people were messaging me like, it's just funny how funny you think it is. So if you don't know about Shirley's depression recipe, you got to listen to the past episode, but I just love that we have this inside joke now. I think it's hilarious. Also, there's this Instagram account called Stooping NYC, I believe, and they just like post stuff that's like, you know, out on people's stoops and like on the street, like furniture and just like, you know, stuff that people are getting rid of. And there was two posts this weekend of American Girl dolls that people were throwing away. Like one was... It, I mean, it was in the box. I don't know if it was new in box, but there was a, an American Girl doll in the box in the trash. And then there was just a bag of like, it looked like a few different types of dolls, but there was definitely two American Girl dolls at the top. And I just want to know like who's getting rid of these because I will personally go rescue them. And then I was thinking like, wow, I'm really like an adult now and I could just like go buy an American Girl doll if I wanted. <laughs> I mean, it like probably really fulfill my inner child, but like, I mean, it's like, do I really want to spend $100 on that? Like, no, But, like, I swear. <laughs> I just, like, become one of those, like, old people that's, like, has a bunch of dolls. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, like, just now I just had this vision of, like, you know, if I, like, maybe had a house and I just had a specific room to, like, dedicate. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, what old people do. <laughs> But just something about, like, little... I mean, I know a lot of you can probably relate. Like, just little stuff or, like, miniature things are just so cute and, like, fun. Like, I remember having Kit Kirridge's typewriter set. And it came with, like, this mini typewriter and, like, mini pieces of paper that you could put in there. And it was just, like, so cute. And, like, a mini pencil or something. Like, stuff like that is just so cute. Like, I swear, like, I would... I would probably be so happy doing that. Like, maybe be a good video. I don't know. It's not really at the top of my priority list, but whatever. <laughs> Let me know if you relate. Why did I even talk about that? I don't know. The Kit Kit Ridge reference of Shirley's depression recipe. <laughs> Imagine if there was an American girl named Shirley. Anyway, we have uh, some good topics to talk about today, so I'm very excited. Also, this is the last episode of January. So, you know, first month out of the year, over. <laughs> How are we feeling, guys? How are we feeling, like, resolution-wise or goal-wise? 
I got this planner and I've posted it before on my story, but my mom got me this planner for Christmas that's an astrology planner. And you guys always ask me the brand. It's the magic of I, like I to like just the letter I. Um, but I, it's really, really cute. And I feel like this is going to hold me a lot more accountable in like my goals and whatnot, just because at each month, like it has all the astrology vibes. Um, but then it will have like, oh, like your intentions for this month and it all will like correspond with the new moon and full moon and like the themes and it just has all the astrological transits. So I'll link it down below. Kind of feel weird doing that because it was a gift, but you guys just always ask me and it, honestly, after a month of using it, it has been very helpful in just staying organized even like each week because my regular planner which my mom also got me, if you're wondering where I Also, I got this new, if you're watching the video, I got this new acrylic, um, like, I don't know, desk organizer, or you could like organize makeup in it too. But finally, I could put all my highlighters and pens in one place, and it just looks so cute and organized. And like, there's space at the back for all my papers, and it's just like, this is what my desk area was missing. It literally looks so cute. And I got new highlighters and new pens, like I'm just very happy. But if you're wondering where I get that, it's my Virgo moon, but it's also from my mom. Anyway, my mom got me the Hobo Nietzsche planner because I know you guys have like asked me where I get my planner before too. And it's like small, you know, and it's just like each day is a page, which at first I didn't really like because the planner before this was like a week, like a week you would open a page and it'd be like the full week would be there. But I actually do like it because you can like write meal plans and like it's kind of nice to have that much space for one day, you know, like I was writing my meal plans for the week. Um, but I feel like this is just more my daily to-do list and whatnot. And like, even though I would, I've always been kind of organized in like, you know, thinking about monthly goals and like things like that. Having this specific planner specifically for more like, I don't know, vibes and like goals and like manifestations and intentions and not just like the daily to-do list has been really helpful. And that's not to say you need a planner to do that. Um, like you, if you don't want to buy it, you could totally just like keep that in mind and like just get a notebook and like just take time out of each month to like reflect and then plan the next month and whatnot. But this one has been very helpful. Um, so I just wanted to share that. But yeah, now it's Aquarius season. So how are we feeling? I think last week, I don't think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, because it hasn't been Aquarius season that long. But last week I posted it on my story, like, what's the tea on Aquariuses? And this one girl specifically messaged me and was like, I'm scared because last year people went in. And it's really true. It's interesting which signs get more hate when I do that. <laughs> Aquarius, it seemed like a lot of hate at first, but then after the whole 24 hours of the story being up, um, it was pretty balanced. I would say it overall seemed like more negative things. <laughs> but honestly, it usually is, like... Just in general. I can't... I think, like, Sag probably had the least negative things. Like, it had some, but, like, probably the least. Because I feel like all the water signs get a lot of hate when I post that. Um, air signs, definitely. I think Libra didn't really get that much hate. And I don't think Capricorn got that much hate. If anything, it was just, like, boring. And then, like, oh, the men are horrible. But that... Y'all usually say that about every sign, so... <laughs> But Aquarius did get a surprising amount of hate. And I will say, like, 
as a well let me just explain Aquarius first shall we and like Aquarius season because you know we all get affected by the vibes of each sign when we're in its season which is like why I love Leo season so much okay so this is from Refinery29 which is one of my favorite websites for just like you know current articles on astrology and I feel like it's it's just like cute it's like cute and trendy but like easy like still accurate i feel it's it's cute but also easy to read no it's cute and easy to read but also like pretty accurate because sometimes my mom will send me articles and they're like from like these official like serious astrology website like and like love but sometimes like i just want a a casual light like chill (laughs) you know um let me see i just want the overall vibe okay so it was just capricorn season you know and this girl messaged me like I miss Capricorn season and literally saying, but you know, life must go on and we need different seasons to bring us different realizations and different vibes and like, yeah, so, but I feel you though, because like love Capricorn season. I just feel like I'm on my shit. Okay. So this article says Capricorn is a sign associated with work and results while Aquarius is more about expanding our world, socializing and interacting with others and looking into new ideas and ways of doing and approaching things. We'll be craving connections all Aquarius season long, so make sure you're safely prioritizing seeing or at least speaking with your friends and family. It is still a pandemic, guys. <laughs> Get vaxxed. Um, and wear your mask and don't go to crazy gatherings. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you put in the effort, your networking efforts will pay off, even with Mercury retrograde, which it is still Mercury retrograde until February 3rd. And then after that, I think it's still technically in the shadow period for like a couple weeks. So just, you know, um, even with Mercury retrograde mixing our signals during the first couple weeks of the season, it's an auspicious time for professional networking and serious collaborations, especially given that responsibility focused planet Saturn is aligning with the sun in Aquarius. You never know what could work out if you don't try. And something I've been thinking a lot recently, which I guess kind of goes along with that, like you you never know what could work out, work out if you don't try. I don't know if this was an article I talked about on the podcast. Like, I genuinely don't remember where I read this. Or maybe if one of you sent this to me, or maybe it was an article I found on Twitter. I don't know. I must have talked about it on here. But it was this article about trying new things. And, well, basically, like, making big life decisions. So, you know, taking your life in a new direction Um, you know, if people are faced with the choice of like staying where they are or like taking this new job opportunity where they'll have to move across the country or something or like going to a new school where everything will be different. Um, Research shows that I forget the exact percentage, but basically majority of people are ultimately more happy after they've made a big decision. Um, You know, like I think it was a year after they're like glad that they did it, which I think is ultimately like true, you know, like I'm trying to think of like something I did where I was kind of hesitant at first. I don't know. I feel like kind of like that right now, um, just because this year, like, I don't really know, like, can I say like anywhere? <laughs> but I'm like, should I stay in LA? I don't know. So that article has been coming to mind a lot because I'm like, well, you never know what could work out if you don't try. Um, So this is a good season to be thinking about that and, like, putting it into practice, if applicable. 
Um, let's see. Um, while January 1st may be the start of a new year on paper, if you go by the stars, things are just now beginning to settle into place. We've shed the negativity from planetary retrogrades and are ready to start fresh. Who knows what the next seasons will bring? And wasn't I saying that at the beginning of this month? Like, you know, I've been saying that this whole month in all my podcasts. After these retrogrades, because Venus has been retrograde, Mercury is retrograde. Well, Venus is still retrograde too. After these retrogrades and whatnot, starting on that fresh note. Um, And that's kind of how I've been feeling like this whole month of January. Let me know if you relate. Again, I don't know if it's because of the retrogrades, but I've just felt... I haven't felt completely like new year, new me. Like I still feel like I'm reflecting and like kind of been in just that hibernation, like, I don't know, journaling a lot, kind of going inward. And I feel like once that's over, it's like once you're putting everything into practice, like what you've learned and realized, then it's like you actually feel fresh and like you feel the new year, new me vibes. Do you relate? Let me know. Also, I feel like my dreams this whole month have been so vivid. I started writing them down actually in my astrology planner. And that's super cool because I can see like where the moon was. And I had the most crazy dude on the Cancer full moon. And I wasn't even thinking like, oh, I'm probably going to dream about that tonight. But like my dreams were so applicable to the themes of the Cancer full moon. I was like shocked because I'm not, I don't know, like I'm just not... Like, if I was like, and vibes are everything, like, and someone, if someone was like, vibes are everything, and then was like, my dreams were so aligned, I'd be like, okay, bitch, like, you probably just expected that to happen, so it happened, but, like, let me tell you, like, I wasn't even going, I wasn't even thinking about it, and it wasn't until I actually told my mom about the dream, and she was like, oh, yeah, well, cancer full moon, and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that, I'm like, disclaimer, <laughs> I'm not a think of the vibes, like, <laughs> that's, like, so funny, um, So yeah, Aquarius season, air sign season. With any air sign season, we tend to be more sociable and wanting to connect with others. And it can just be kind of refreshing, honestly, regardless of the retrogrades, just after Capricorn season, you know? Um, So do it safely, Avi. Uh, Let me know if you have COVID right now. (laughs) Hopefully you don't. Um, Also, there's an Aquarius new moon on either January 31st or February 1st, depending on your time zone. But y'all know new moons are a time for manifestation. And it's just a great time to think about like what you want for the month, how you want it to go, setting some mini goals. Um, My goals for January were to finish my books. I actually said to read two books, but... It looks like I'm going to finish three slash four. We'll see. Well, not we'll see. I am going to finish four, but one of them is Little House on the Prairie. And technically I started that over Christmas, but I didn't finish all of it then. And then my dad had to send me something else. So he just included that with the package. So I've been also reading that book. Um, I also had a goal of trying one new bar, restaurant, or coffee shop. And I actually tried four so far, at least. We'll see. Maybe I can slip one more in there. Um... And then also to do the Yoga with Adrian daily yoga journey, which I've been doing that as well. And then a couple other just like more content work-related goals, like just with consistency and stuff. So I'm excited to set my goals for the month. And I just feel like that's usually a lot more 
I don't know, it just seems a lot more attainable versus like a yearly goal sometimes can just feel a little like, okay, don't we all? Like, yeah, I'll get to that. And then it's like November and you're like, oh. Um, but And then also doing like weekly check-ins, which the book has, or my journal has like a little spot for that. So it's just been really helpful. Um, so on the new moon, set your intentions, do some journaling about what you want looking forward. And... Yeah, as the, this is from foreverconscious.com about the Aquarius new moon. As this is an Aquarius new moon and holds strong air energy, any actions we take to bring new energy into our lives is likely to inspire new ways of thinking, bright ideas, and a clearer mind. So great after a Mercury retrograde, like, oh my god. I've had some really good realizations, which I think I was talking about last week, but yeah, I'm just like, okay, it's just like... A new goal I have also... Um, and I don't mean to like flex on y'all. So sorry to the community. Um, but trying to get like, trying to just go outside every day. And I hate to say, I hate to say trigger warning if you live in a cold climate, but it's been so nice out the past couple, the past few days. Um, so I've just been trying to make a conscious effort to go outside and like just sit in the sun, like with my SPF, but I just sit in the sun for like at least 10 minutes if it's going to be more than that, I'll, like, heavily prepare with, like, you know, a little blanket to put over my head and, like, a lot of SPF. Um, I mean, I put on SPF either way, but just doing that, because um, sometimes I just get so caught up just in working and being in the house, and then it's dark outside still, like, early, so then I just, like, want to watch my shows, and I'm just in the house all day, and I just have noticed I feel a lot better mentally. When <laughs> it's like, oh, are you really shocked by this? Um, but I just feel a lot better mentally and like more just calm and normal, less anxiety when I do get out of the house and then when I'm just around other people, because I'm definitely more of like an introvert. You know, I like to be alone. I like my alone time. Um, but I've just really noticed like if I am alone for too long or in that apartment for too long, bro, I just my anxiety gets so much more increased, especially when I then have to leave the house then the world just feels so much more, like, overwhelming and, like, you know, I just, like, get anxiety, like, going to get a coffee and it's, like, bro, like, chill. So if you're like that, um, you know, maybe you relate, maybe you don't, but if you do relate, even if it's not necessarily, you know, nice and sunny where you are, just trying to leave the house and just, like, go on a walk around the block or something and just, like, you know, it really be just the little things in your daily routine that add up. <laughs> Anyway, um, I also wanted to talk briefly just about these supplements I've been taking for anxiety because I posted about them on my story and was getting a lot of questions. Not sponsored, but I wish I was. And I'm literally going to go to their website to see if they have like an affiliate program or something after this. Um, but I got these at, well, I got the first ones at Whole Foods and then they also have them at Sprouts. Probably any like health food store, um, but Whole Foods, yeah, that's like pretty easy. Um, it's the Herb Farm brand of supplements and i've also tried like their this is the nervous system little line but they also have they have like so many different herbs and supplements just in these little drops so i've also tried i think the echinacea um there was i think like elderberry you know more for immune system um, but i remember trying the kava back in 2016 or 17 like when i first moved here and i would just always like keep it with me because I don't know, just an anxious ass bitch. But kava is, uh, I believe it's a root 
that can have very like calming effects. So there's that one. And it kind of like makes your, like I would not recommend just like dropping this into your mouth like a CBD drop. I definitely have to put this in a tea. Um, but I would say it definitely works. Well, I'll just go through all of them and then I'll tell you my experience. Then we have the Good Mood one, which has ashwagandha, St. John's wort, skullcap, and prickly ash bark. All very calming herbs. And then I recently got this anxiety soother one, the lavender one, which has, it also has kava, bacopa, albizia, and lavender flower. Um, so I tried this anxiety soother one. I've only had it for like a day or two. I tried it yesterday and I just, I really did feel so much more calm after. Um, and it was, was it after the gym or something? So I already was feeling pretty calm because I usually feel really good after the gym, like just relaxed and like very nervous system regulated. Um, and then I had this and I was just reading my book in my bed and I just felt so good. Like I felt, and I was listening to the soul lection, um, like mix from this past Sunday, just laying in my bed reading. The sun was on me. I was like, bro, like I haven't gotten high in like a long time. Like I can't even remember the last time I was actually high from weed, (laughs) but it just reminded me of like the good times when I would smoke weed and just like listened. Like I just had this specific playlist on SoundCloud, like back in high school that I would listen to or that me and my friends would listen to. And like, it literally brought me back to that. Like when you're just, the music just sounds like so good. <laughs> um, so not that this literally made me, not that this supplement literally made me feel high, but I was already relaxed from working out. I had just showered, laying in this sunny patch on my bed, reading my book. And then I also had this <laughs> and all of these, I just added to like a cup of peppermint tea. Um, but yeah, so that one's really good. And pretty much all of these, I take as more of like a everyday supplement. I would, I don't necessarily know if you need to take kava every day, but I know the good mood one with like the ashwagandha and whatnot. I have been taking that every day just because I have been having more like stress and anxiety these days. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I think in general, I don't know about kava if that's like an everyday thing, but just, you know, I was going to say versus like a CBD drop which that's more of like a situational thing. Like I'm taking this because I feel stressed out right now versus like these, I've been taking them like just in the morning as a morning beverage just to get my day started, you know, but I don't take CBD every day because it's not every day. I feel like super overwhelmed or like I really need to relax or anything. But CBD for real works, bro. Um, I'll try to link the specific one I have currently down below, but especially after like two drops of that, like two dropper fulls, I'm like, like I'm like sedated (laughs) and it's not just like, oh yeah, I'm so calm, but I'm like, I'm actually like sedated. (laughs) I love CBD, bro. Like if you have anxiety and you haven't taken CBD, I would definitely recommend it's literally like a Xanax, like (laughs) not that crazy, but like, you know, just very instantly calming. Um, but as always, bro, like I'm not your doctor. I'm not here to like tell you, oh, this is going to work for you. And if you are taking any other medications or just in general, like consult with your healthcare physician, but especially if you are on any medications, because I don't know if any of these are going to like affect anything. Like I'm not a profesh. So make sure you do your research, but I'm just sharing like what's worked for me. 
Um, and just like in trying to find ways in my everyday routine to like have more ease and peace and calm and just regulation and feeling normal. (laughs) With that being said, I did get a two thirds decaf today (laughs) just because I did want to record my podcast edit my podcast, edit my vlog and then go to the gym like later. So I'm like, you know, it's a Monday, you know, we're going to like, I'm recording this on a Monday. Gonna get the vibes sorted out. And I did make beef broth. Beef broth. You can tell I've had like a little bit of caffeine. She's kind of chatty. Okay. I wanted to talk about this. Okay, this is not like a a drama podcast. This is not a gossip podcast. But sometimes there will be trendy topics that I feel like we can talk about in a larger scale like we're not just talking about it to talk about the tea we're talking about it in context of like larger I I don't want to say issues but just like I don't know there's more there's just more to talk about than like a surface level gossip and I just honestly I feel like this is kind of over but we can still talk about it because I didn't really talk about it publicly anywhere and again I feel like there's like more well we'll just get started (laughs) I was like shut up (laughs) Me on my own class. Can you just shut the fuck up? Okay. If you guys are on TikTok or maybe Twitter even, because it did make its way to Twitter and that's where I first saw it. Have you, did you hear about the West Elm Caleb thing? And honestly, I hesitate even talking about this now because again, it is already over. And then I'm like, is calling more attention to this or him like harmful? But we're just going to talk about it anyway. And again, this is not in like a T way, but it's more so like, hmm. Okay. So recap from what I understand. Um, I think what happened is this girl made a TikTok talking about how this guy from Hinge in New York, this guy named Caleb, (laughs) ghosted her. Um, And it kind of popped off. And then a few, I don't know how many, but a few other girls then also made TikToks uh, describing their experience with him and how he, I think he was like sending them all the same playlist and like he just was kind of using the same lines with each girl. And I think he also had ghosted multiple girls. Um, also, there was T, and I never saw the video of this. I never saw the original, but people were saying that he was sending unconsensual D pics to some of them. Um, so. So it really blew up and like so many people were talking about it. It was like trending. I I think it was trending like West Elm was trending on Twitter. And I think he was a designer for West Elm or something like he worked with or at West Elm in some way. So that's why it's like West Elm Caleb. Um, So I was seeing very like mixed opinions about this. Some people were saying, uh, why is everyone freaking out about this guy just casually dating? And then um, there was like a TikTok I saw of this girl saying like, oh, I'm all for this. Like, yeah, we need a a mass Google Doc. Um, I think she was in New York too. Like, oh, we need like a New York Google Doc of just all the guys so we can like keep tabs on them and like we can all share our experiences so we know what what to expect and whatnot. Um, So... I honestly when I saw all of this I expected there to be more 
harmful things that he was doing. And it's not like I'm like on his side, but just like to the extent in which it blew up and like people were doxing him, people were trying to get him fired. Like, and it's like, I mean, if it had been a situation of like, oh, he had essayed these girls or like, you know, just been a little more. And I haven't seen every video of every girl that like had experience with him. So maybe some of them do feel very manipulated, manipulated or abused even. Um, But from what I had seen, it just didn't really seem like it was a case of, oh, he's like abusive. You need to watch out for him. Like he is no good. It was just kind of like, oh my God, he was with this other girl. And then he had gone on a first date with me later that day. And it's like, I mean, maybe that would be tea in your friend group chat, but to make a public TikTok, including his face, pictures of him, your private conversations. And I mean, I'm sure the the girl didn't expect it to blow up that much, but still like, it's like, is it that really? <laughs> like just, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like she, she felt or they felt bad that they got ghosted. Like, I did see, I think, the original video. It just seemed like she felt bad that she got ghosted, so she wanted to, like, expose him. And it's like, I just... Again, she probably didn't know it was going to blow up that much, but it just seemed like it was taken too far for the circumstance. Again, if it had been, like... In my opinion, if it had been, like, an essay, you know, verbal, physical abuse, even just, like, red flags or, like, oh, I got a bad vibe, like... I don't know, but it just seemed like kind of petty. And I did not see the video of the girl talking about like unconsensual nudes or anything. So, I mean, but is that like worth trying to get someone fired? And again, it is the internet. A lot of them probably didn't know it was going to blow up that much. So, you know, they're just sharing this stuff. And then like other people are the ones trying to like, oh, get him fired, get him doxxed, like expose him, ruin his dating life forever. (laughs) Um, and I think there's kind of like a difference between exposing someone just because like you feel personally attacked or something and then like sharing your story, like coming forward with your story to protect other women. Like, what do you guys think? And then I saw this one TikTok of this girl who kind of had that same standpoint and was saying like, okay, one of the points she had was, it's not like he's a CEO or like has a lot of power over anyone. So like, what's the point in trying to get him fired for this? Or like, I don't know, it's not like he's a, it's not like he works in the government or like, I don't know, is very famous or something. And it's like, I don't know, like all the truth about this guy. Like, it's just like, he's literally a random, like he's literally just a random on hinge. And, like, now he has millions of people, like, I mean, I'm sure millions, like, exposing him, like, out to get him, like, trying to expose him, trying to get him fired, like, I don't know. Um, And just, like, I think when you're casually dating, you just can't take a lot of shit personal. Like, the unconsensual news and stuff, that's kind of a different story and kind of, like, adds more to the picture of what type of guy he is. Um, Like, ew. But just in the sense of, like, oh, 
like the girl just seems so dis- like horrified by the fact that he was like woke up at this other girl's house and then went to went on a date with her later that day. It's like that's not your boyfriend. Like I think that was his first date or something. Like their first date. So you can't like be offended by that. Like you can't take that personal. That's part of the game. Like you're not committed to each other. You don't even know each other yet. So he can do whatever he wants. And that was interesting too because at the beginning of her video she said said something like like just about the amount of guys she's talking to or something like oh well you know like I I wish I could remember the exact quote but then that paired with that was like bro like again that's like something it's kind of tea like if you are talking to this guy um and you find out oh he was at this other girl's house earlier like you know maybe you can text that to your friend or like put it in the group chat like oh my god can you guys believe this like ew but like that's not worth exposing someone to the public over like because it's not that big of a deal honestly in my opinion like (laughs) you're casually dating like that's not your boyfriend you haven't been like talking for weeks and weeks like it was the first hangout session like you had just been texting on hinge before like i don't know um it's just like i would never expose someone like that like i think for that again it's different if like it had been an essay if it had been like actually some but but then on the other hand i do think there is something to be said about women sharing experiences about guys just so that we all like you know know the vibes of certain dudes and i think like it has been said before like i wish there was an app where you could just look guys up and like see you know what the vibe is but there's a difference i feel like of that and then like personally attacking someone publicly like just because I don't know you got your feelings hurt like I mean am I missing something I don't know like not that I'm on his side like the texts were so cringy because everyone was like including screenshots of their messages with him he seemed so cringy and like honestly no offense like gross but like that's just like dating apps (laughs) I don't know like what do you guys think like, do you, I just think it got taken too far. Um, and, like, just the fact that it was trending. And I just expected there to be more of, like, a story and, like, more shit that happened. But it was just, like, he was love bombing us and then ghosted me. And then, like, well, it actually was on a date with another girl. Meanwhile, you're all on Hinge, like, not committed. None of you are committed to this man. Like, I just feel like it didn't have to be so public. Like, you, you could have taken it to the group chat, babe. Like... <laughs> So what do you guys think? And do you get offended? I mean, like, if you're just dating and you find out someone's talking to other people, like, I think it's valid to feel jealous or, like, feel however you feel in response to that. But then it's like, okay, feel that. And then you have to tell yourself, like, we're not committed to each other. Like, we haven't had that talk. We're not at that stage. We're still getting to know each other. I'm still allowed to talk to other people. Like, they are too. And... If that is really bothering me, like, maybe have that talk. Like, I want to be official. I want to be committed. Whatever. But, like, (laughs) babe, it's just, like, casual dating. Like, it's not worth exposing someone over. I don't know. It just seemed, like, really blown out of proportion and just, like, from all the information I have, it just seemed kind of immature, like, the whole thing. It's like, bro, is this really worth it? Like, okay, a guy is, like, cringy and, like, ghost you is that worth like ruining his life or do you just like chalk it up to the game 
on to the next. Like, are you really... And, like, I don't know. I just... I don't want to come across as, like, victim blaming because that's, like, not my vibe you guys know. But it's, like, were you a victim? <laughs> like, I'm... I don't know. I just feel like if someone goes to me, I wouldn't, like, make a TikTok about it. <laughs> Unless it was, like, later, like, haha, I'm that was so stupid, like, lol. But to, like, just expose someone like that, like, full face. And I feel like that... I don't know, that has just become so, and I hate this word, but like, that has just become so normalized. Like, people just exposing people on dating apps and, like, people filming people in public. Like, what? Like, ew. And it's, it's just weird. Like, don't. Like, protect people's privacy. Even if, if someone pisses you off, like, that's not an excuse for you to go, like, dox them. <laughs> like... Did they actually do something harmful to you? Like, oh, I got my feelings hurt because I was ghosted. Like, okay, but like, I don't know. It's just like more serious issues are happening in this world. Like, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Maybe there's a part of the story I'm missing, but that's kind of like where I am with it. And again, I already feel like the trend is over. It's just like, whatever. Like, the story's over. Who cares anymore? Um, but I did just want to kind of bring it up just to say, like, what do you guys think? Like, that's, a lot of it just seemed like that's just casual dating, babe. Like, that's just, like, the early stages of talking to someone, like, and I do think it's immature to ghost someone, but, okay, then that just shows you what type of person they are, so, like, red flag, um, you know, like, bullet dodged. Perfect. (laughs) Um, with that being said, I challenge everyone this week to be direct with someone when, you know, maybe you didn't want to be. So that could be like, if someone asks you to hang out and you don't want to be direct, <laughs> don't say, oh, well, maybe I'll, like, I'll get back to you and then never hit them up again. Like, just be direct from the jump. If a guy asks you out, instead of just leaving him on red or something, say, I don't think I'm interested, but thanks. If someone, if your friend says something that kind of bothers you or hurts your feelings or makes you uncomfortable, bring it up to them instead of holding it in and, you know, ultimately having resentment towards that person. So even if it's just one time, one thing, I challenge you all to do it. There was like a couple instances, it's on my mind because of this ghosting story, um, but also there was a couple instances this past week where I was direct and it just felt so good and refreshing. And I'm like, this is the type of vibe I want to be on this year. Like, and low key, I'm like, <laughs> cause it's scary to be direct, especially for me. That's like been my life mission is to learn how to be direct with people and like speak up for myself and ultimately like make myself uncomfortable because I feel like I'm making the vibe uncomfortable, but it's like, Okay, if we're going to be uncomfortable, I'd rather share this discomfort with you, babe. Like, I don't want to be the only one just holding stuff in and, like, hurting. Like, not that it's, not that you're going to hurt someone by being direct, but, you know. It's <laughs> um, so, sorry. Yeah, like, oh, I know what I was going to say. Sometimes when I'm direct with someone, I'm just like, this? Well, first of all, you are, like, showing people how you want to be treated and, like, the type of relationship you want to have and it kind of allows the other person to you know if they're like receptive and they're not just like oh well fuck you if you're setting a boundary with me like oh my god you don't want to do everything revolving around me i don't want to be your friend if someone's reasonable you know it's going to show them and that's true with conflict in any relationship like if you are honest and vulnerable it 
shows the other person that they can be honest and vulnerable with you too. Um, so that's just kind of like a nice like way to think about it. So if you are if you're direct with someone or you share how you feel, if something bothers with if something bothers you, you speak up. It's you're kind of like setting a good example, like you know. And even if they're not receptive to it, like they definitely needed that example. So I challenge you, just try once. And it could even be something like, oh, if they mess up your drink at a restaurant, send it back. I mean, you don't have to be fucking rude Karen vibes about it, but you could just be like, hey, like I actually wanted this. Instead of just like, oh, well, it's fine. I'll just deal with it. Because I know a lot of us struggle with that, especially women. Like we're just very socialized to like shut the fuck up and just like, oh, well, it's fine. I'll be fine. (laughs) No, I want my correct drink. (laughs) Anyway. I've been reading the book All About Love by Bell Hooks, and it's really good. I would definitely recommend this book. Um, It has a lot of the topics in it that we see on social media, you know, just a lot of trendy topics, at least like what I see. And I'm sure if you follow me, you probably see similar topics. It talks a lot about patriarchy, um, capitalism, relationships. Every trendy topic you can think of that's relevant to us in our lives is in this book. It's kind of like a, oh, like this is where these ideas come from. Not that those ideas didn't exist before this book, but this is very just like a comprehensive guide. Um, So I just wanted to share a few things because there's like a lot. Like I could like do a whole dedicated multiple videos on this. (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to share a few key points from what I read this past weekend and I'm almost done with it. So this is going to be my third book of the year. Follow me on Goodreads. <laughs> um, let me see. I took some notes. Okay, so this was a chapter. I think it was chapter six. I think it was five or six. Living by the love ethic. Um, so basically, like practicing fully what you preach. And she gave the example of you know like people who say they they are socially democrat but physically. Fiscally, financially um, conservative, and how that's like if you're fully living and practicing, like if you're fully living in your ethics of love, community, a love ethic, um, that wouldn't be the case. So I really thought of it as, you know, in a relatable, trendy, I was going to say trendy teen when you're not a teen and a relatable trendy way of like, don't be toxic. Like if you truly, if what you want is a healthy relationship, if what you want is to fully practice love in your life, you can't do petty things. And even if someone is like, oh, like, I don't know if, you know, when you're talking to someone and it just like doesn't really matter or it's like you flirt on IG and like, that's it. It's like, even to those (laughs) just don't don't play games don't i don't know don't do toxic things toxic looks different to everyone so whatever you're envisioning right now like don't do that (laughs) um and ultimately just you know letting go of the power domination society that we live in i wrote down page 96 let's see what was there um Oh, here we go. Well, I mean, this actually wasn't it, but I'll read this too. Embracing a love ethic means that we utilize all the dimensions of love, 
care, commitment, trust, responsibility, respect, and knowledge in our everyday lives. We can successfully do this only by cultivating awareness. Being aware enables us to critically examine our actions to see what is needed so that we can give care, be responsible, show respect, and indicate a willingness to learn. Individual women and men who do not see themselves as victims of patriarchal power find it difficult to take seriously the need to challenge and change patriarchal thinking. I think of this specifically as like the specific, because men, it's just like, yeah, I just kind of expect you to like, be like, I don't care about patriarchy. But you know, like the women that are like, I'm not a feminist because like, I like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever like dumb reason. And it's like, okay, just because like you don't experience it or you think you don't like doesn't mean other people don't. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, re-education is always possible. Masses of people are negatively affected by patriarchal institutions and by male domination. Since individuals committed to advancing patriarchy are producing most of the images we see, they have an investment in providing us with representations that reflect their values and the social institutions that they wish to uphold. Patriarchy, like any system of domination, like racism, relies on socializing everyone to believe in all human relations that there is an inferior and a superior party. Therefore, it's natural for the powerful to rule over the powerless. To those who support patriarchal thinking, maintaining power and control is acceptable by whatever means. Naturally, anyone socialized to think this way would be more interested in and stimulated by scenes of domination and violence rather than by scenes of love and care. Yet they need a consumer audience to whom they can sell their product. Therein lies our power to change. She was kind of talking about um, just the amount of like violence that we see in media and we see like love is always kind of marketed to us as like a mystery and it's always like romantic love and then later she this really had me shook because a lot of these ideas like i have read about before or heard about before but this had me shook i think it was in the next chapter or that maybe the next next but the chapter about community she said something like We are socialized to think of and to treat romantic love as different or above any other type of love, like the love we have for our families, our community, things like that. And therefore, because romantic love has been marketed to us as this like special thing, especially as women, we accept a lot of bullshit and like harm that we would not accept in, you know, like a friendship. Let me actually find the specific page. 137 class turn to your book um one of the longest romantic relationships of my life was one in which i behaved in the more traditional manner of placing it before all other interactions when it became destructive i found it difficult to leave i found myself accepting behavior like verbal and physical abuse that i would not have tolerated in a friendship i was raised conventionally to believe that this relationship was special and should be revered above all Most women and men born in the 50s or earlier were socialized to believe that marriages and or committed romantic bonds should take precedence over all other relationships. Had I been evaluating my relationship from a standpoint that emphasized growth rather than duty and obligation, I would have understood that abuse undermines bonds. All too often, women believe it is a sign of commitment, an expression of love, to endure unkindness and cruelty, to forgive and forget. Oh, I just want to ride or die. In actuality, when we love rightly, we know that the healthy, loving response to cruelty and abuse is putting ourselves out of harm's way. 
basically she was socialized to believe everything must be done to save the relationship. And it's actually so interesting because I, <laughs> I've been watching old Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I'm on, I just started like season six, I think. And, you know, I've been getting more TikToks about them just like in the early days. And this girl made a whole series, like her whole TikTok was just about this, about Chloe and Lamar. And I was, <laughs> I was literally listening to it like a podcast because she references like Lamar Odom's memoir where he talks about his addictions and things like that. Um, and it's just like how, and she was just talking about, you know, now what we know versus what was going on in the show at the time and what the viewers then would see. And Chloe just talks about how she's like doing everything she can to like try and save the marriage. And it's like, this is obviously not benefiting her in any way. Like he's cheating on her. He's like putting her through hell with his drug addiction. And like, she still feels like, even though she's suffering so bad, she still feels like everything must be done to save the marriage and relationship. So it was kind of interesting to like read this and then see that. And I was like, oh, that's like an example. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of range on this podcast. <laughs> um, so I think that was like very interesting. So ask yourself, you know, if you are in a little situationship right now and you're like, wow, I feel crazy all the time. Like, why is this so toxic? Ask yourself, would you accept this treatment from a friend? Probably not. So why are you accepting it from like a random, I mean, not a random, but you know, um, also there was a chapter about greed. Our passion to connect has been replaced with a passion to possess and our ethics have been replaced with longing and lack. So we kind of think that like, oh, we are how much money we have. We are like success is measured by material items and money. Um, and this was very relatable too, because I've obviously in the tweets, Thinking about love is painful. It's easier to harden our our hearts and to focus on material items. It's like safer. So when you see those tweets that are like, fuck love, I just want to get the bag. I don't, I don't think you're really living by a love ethic. You're living by greed and capitalism. So. And I mean, like, bro, we live in capitalism. Obviously we have to care about money and we have to pay our bills and we have to live. Um... But to just, like, completely close yourself off from everything. Like, oh, fuck love. It's <laughs> like, what? Anyway, it's been a really good... It's been a really good book. Very easy to read. Um, and I say that just because, like... Well, I think it was, like, an Alan Watts book. I don't know. There was some book that I wanted to read so bad. And it just was, like, exhausting to get through. Like, it was just, like... Ugh. But this has, like, a good flow. It's, like, a lot of topics I talk about on this podcast, a lot of topics you see on social media, and just a lot of the things that we experience in life. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. I'll probably finish it, you know, maybe today even. So that's that. And now for my next book after this, well, after I finish Little House on the Prairie, but that's more of like my bedtime book. I have... (laughs) I have Gone Girl, the novel, or I have Women, Race, and Class by Angela Davis. So we'll see like what kind of mood I'm feeling. (laughs) I go from All About Love to Gone Girl. Perfect. (laughs) Um, But we'll see that too. Maybe I can like do a novel at like a night. And then my daytime book is like a little more learning stuff. (laughs) I just want to read more. And I have also been accumulating a lot of books 
you know, just by following people and like getting recommendations. And I've been adding those to my Goodreads as well as like in their want to read section. So if you want more recommendations, not from me, but just like things I'm looking forward to, you can follow there. I should really get a library card because like buying a lot of books honestly gets to be a lot. But like not even necessarily a lot of money, but just like a lot of additional things in your home. But I guess it's like, it's like a good thing to have. But it's like, what if I don't like the book? And I just own it. Like, I still have the starch solution. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Like, Anyway, let me know if you've read it. If you haven't, you should definitely put it on your list. Two, there's deep calf alert. Let's talk about it. I'm also starting to get hungry. And y'all, I meal prepped a soup. Well, I made a soup this morning to have today and later this week. So I wouldn't be pissed off at lunchtime. Look at me coming through for myself i've been feeling very domestic recently i go like got fridge organizers i got these like carafes where i'm doing like two different infused waters <laughs> just like having a lot of fun anyway i asked you guys on instagram to ask me topics and questions and things like that one of them really stood out to me and i feel like goes with everything that we've talked about today well not literally everything but you know the main themes so we're gonna discuss that so thank you so much to this person for asking this question i don't know if you want me to say your name um but she basically asked how to reframe your interactions with others to not take things personally basically how do we not take things personally so this this goes with like yeah this goes with everything um so my i have like a lot of thoughts (laughs) First of all, the first thing I wrote down, because I did take notes with my new pens, allow yourself to feel however you feel. Because I feel like there's this, like, fake positivity, fake spirituality thing of, like, don't take anything personally. Anything anyone does is just a reflection of them, and it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's like, okay, true, but that you can still be hurt by something or offended or upset or pissed at something that someone says to you or the way someone treats you, even if it, you know, like, okay, it's just a reflection of them, you know? So I feel like a lot of those sayings, like, "Eh, don't take it, it's like just kind of um, an excuse or like an excuse to not feel your feelings and an excuse to just push them out of the way. Like it's kind of saying, oh, your feelings don't matter because well, you shouldn't have even been taking it personally in the first place, you know? So fuck that. Allow yourself to feel however you feel, even if it's not reasonable, even if like, you know, okay, this probably isn't that, or I'm just being sensitive. Like, don't gaslight yourself, bitch. Feel your feelings. Then, (laughs) after you feel your feelings, remind yourself that their deal is their deal. And I think you know, when we can come back to ourselves and like, I don't know, because, you know, their deal is their deal. It's like, okay, well, my experience is still my experience. And like, I don't like being around you. Like, you piss me off. So being mindful of just how different people affect you energetically, affect your mood, just affect how you feel. Are you exhausted after hanging out with them? Do you make good choices when you're around them? You know? Um... And good choices. Sometimes things are so small. But it just like little moments like can show a lot about someone's character. And just pay attention to how you feel. Um, And then the next step that I wrote down is 
you know, if this is a friend, because, I mean, there's, like, if the cashier at Whole Foods is being rude, it's not like you're going to go back later and be like, you know, what you said really hurt my feelings. So if it's, like, a friend that said something or someone in your life that said something that hurt your feelings and you're like, should I be taking this personally? Later, after you've felt your feelings and calmed down, I would recommend sharing how you feel and sharing your experience with them. And this can either strengthen your friendship or not. And that just shows you, you know, where you stand with that person. And it doesn't have to be beef. It doesn't have to be anything. But you could just, it's like information about them, about the relationship and all of that. So an, uh, an example of that would be like, say you're at dinner, your friend says something that kind of bothers you. You're like thinking about it later you're like kind of maybe trying to talk yourself out of it. Like, well, maybe I'm just being sensitive. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but it's just like still on your mind. Um, then, you know, again, after you've calmed down, when you're in a little bit more reasonable state of mind, you're not feeling actively hurt. You're not actively angry or anything. I would be like, Hey, like, I just want to share with you that whatever you said last night made me feel this way. Um, you know, I just wanted to ask if you could be more mindful next time or if you could not say that or if you could not bring that up or, like, not use that tone with me. Like, I would really appreciate it. Um, I value you as a friend, so that's why I'm sharing this with you and I hope that, like, you would share something with me if it was bothering you. Um, And then you can just kind of see how they react. Like, are they going to be immediately defensive and just like, oh, well, maybe, like, trying to gaslight you? Like, I never said that. Or are they just going to be nice and like understanding and like thank you so much for sharing that with me yeah I won't I'll be more mindful or I'll yeah like I understand whatever um because it's like what is not taking something personally because again like even if something has nothing to do with you I'm still going to feel my emotions and they're going to be real to me and I think part of being honest with ourselves and like more in tune with our emotions and how we feel is feeling them so I think taking something personally is like because I'm trying to think like okay what's like an example I think a bad way of like oh taking something personally is like you just assume it's about you and it's a direct attack and you just never bring it up to them and you're just like resentful towards that person like oh they're just talking shit about me or like they wanted to hurt me or embarrass me in front of everyone versus like if someone says something and you take it personally like you are hurt by that you feel something from that but then later you talk to them about it like and either you get clarity like oh no that wasn't I didn't mean it to be like that like I'm so sorry I won't you know bring it up again or say that again or like whatever or they make like, yeah what's about you you ugly bitch <laughs> either way like you get information about the relationship the friendship you're either going to take the friendship deeper further and be more connected to that person or you're not And it's information either way. It's like a win-win. Even though maybe losing a friend can hurt, you know, if someone is not, you know, on that level or ready to be vulnerable with you or isn't willing to understand, like, that can hurt, but at least, you know, you don't have to continue that relationship. So that would be my advice. If you have any advice, let me know. Um, But I think a lot of things I hear about, don't take it personally. Like, a lot of it seems kind of 
avoidant of feeling emotions. Like if you're confident, you don't have to take anything personally because you know nothing is about you and you can protect your aura. It's like, that's just like unrealistic. Like sometimes things are going to hurt more than other times. Like, and it even just depends on like our own moods and like, I don't know, am I PMSing, like, etc. Sometimes maybe I'm going to take something a little more hurtful than another time, but that doesn't mean, like, I just have to brush it off. Like, oh, well, I'm just being too sensitive. Like, you know, so let me know if you relate, if you agree. Um, But yeah, be direct, people. Like, if someone says something to you this week that you take personally, be direct with yourself by admitting how you truly feel. And then if necessary, be direct with them. Like, hey, that hurt my feelings. Because it's really not as scary as you think. And the more you do it, the more you get into the practice of it. And the more it just becomes natural. So I think that is all we have to talk about today. Last podcast of January. Let me know how you would rate this month down below. Um, this month was like okay for me. I'd say it's like pretty decent. Like it's like fine. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't like amazing. But it wasn't like so bad. Um, but I'm so excited to see the vibes for next month after these retrogrades let me know anything we talked about your thoughts on any of it down below i'm gonna go eat my lunch that i'm not pissed off about and i will talk to you guys next week bye everyone